So here's the big question. How do you heal your eczema for good? How do you get to the point where you're comfortable in your own skin and aren't embarrassed to show it off? How do you stop using creams and medications that only work for a short while and find a long-term solution? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jocelyn Diaz and welcome to the Eczema Free Journey Podcast. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here with me. I'm so excited to to start this podcast. Um, today I'm going to go over how to figure out what foods are causing you flare-ups without making the most common mistake, which I've made this mistake too. So if you have made it, you're not alone, you're not crazy, what you did was completely normal, but um, maybe I can save you from doing it again. And if you haven't made this mistake, I'll can ju- I can just save you from making it in general, right? So before I get started, um, just a little update update on my eczema uh, journey. So uh, as I had mentioned the last few episodes, I had a I had I'm going through a flare up, and I'm on the back end of it in the sense of it's like starting to go away. Um, but yesterday it was at the, it's a, I have eczema on my hands. And yesterday it was at the stage of like uh, just really, really dry skin. And I haven't really found anything that if I put it on my skin it doesn't sting. Um, so except for Vaseline. But Vaseline is so thick that if I put it on during the day I feel like I can't do anything. Because I have it all over my fingers so I feel like I can't use my hands. So all throughout the day yesterday I didn't use any moisturizer and to be honest, my skin didn't hurt. It was just really tight. I could not straighten out my hands. Um, and usually when I do this, I like to pick at it. Because it's like, you know, when you get a sunburn and you start peeling. And you can't help but peel away your skin. You can't just look at it and see it, you know, just kind of flaking off and peeling. And there's, I, I mean, I might be crazy, but there's like a little satisfaction when you peel your skin after a sunburn. I mean, it's been years since I got a sunburn like that, but I remember loving to peel my skin. Well, with my hands, it's, it's the same way. I see it starting to like flake and, and like, you know, uh, almost peel off. Um, so I pick at it. And I know this is a horrible thing to do. So yesterday, all day, I was like, no, I'm not going to pick it. I'm not going to pick at it. And I lasted the whole day until nighttime, like at 9 o'clock, when I sat down and I started to watch a video for work. And I just went in and peeled my hands. Um, it was not a good decision. I will say that I I know it wasn't a good decision because as soon as I was done, my hands were hurting. Um, so I lathered them in that Vaseline I told you I didn't like, but is the only thing that doesn't sting. I put gloves on and I went to sleep. And this morning, as I'm recording this podcast, I still have the gloves on. I still feel the Vaseline because my gloves are like uh, slippery between my fingers and the gloves. And to be honest, I'm a little scared to take off my gloves and see how my hands look. Uh, cause I, I don't want to have harmed myself more and I should have known better and I did know better, but I still did it anyways. So a lesson learned, I really have to make 
you know, make that change and kind of let my hands do the healing instead of trying to pick at them and heal them more. I don't I don't know what I think. I just know I do it. It might be just a habit, but it's a habit I need to break. So I'm aware of it now. I'm aware of the harm. So hopefully there is no next time. But if there is, I'm going to be ready. So just wanted to be honest with you guys. Um, that's like where I'm at and I still have these times of weakness and I still have, you know, I still make wide decisions, but the point is I get back on the train and I, you know, I get my focus back. Um, so hopefully you're doing the same. If you fall off, just get back on. I'm with you. I'll, I'll reach a hand out and pull you back up. Um, cause we're, you know, we're learning as we go. So now that you're cut up. Um, I want to tell you a story um, about seeing what hurt Luki's, Luki's allergies, Luki's eczema, by this little process that I learned. So how I figured out what was hurting his skin and what I did to, to eliminate it. So when a few weeks ago, maybe three weeks now, we started this eczema diet. And the eczema diet is... Um, pretty much getting rid of all the processed foods, everything processed, anything that has preservatives, um, deli meats, uh, bacon, uh, those kind of things aren't good because it, it, I think it, what is it that it has? Guys, um, processed meats, yeah. So the processed meats have something, I'm sorry guys, the name escapes me at this time. But the point is, is that processed meats are no bueno. So we eliminated those foods because he loved bacon. We eliminated um, dairy. We went completely dairy-free. And for my son, he loves to have, he loved having his arepitas with cheese. He loved having his milk. He loved um, well, ice cream on an occasion. We, we didn't have ice cream often. But whenever we did, he'd love it. And you'd be surprised how many things have dairy. So we completely eliminated those things because we had a, a hunch that dairy was what's hurting him because he had, he'd have his milk in the middle of the day or in the morning. And and we'd, we'd notice that his eczema would get flared up. So a few weeks ago, we decided that we were going to go basic like I said and eliminate dairy completely so I went in my fridge I took out the milk I took out the the cheese you know or John started to eat it and drink it too because John doesn't have eczema he he's like a really strong stomach it's kind of crazy um so we eliminated all the dairy and for Leah too so what we instead of just you know eliminating dairy and not replacing it with anything we started to use um, different types of milk. First, we tried rice milk. And what we've been using now is cashew milk. And we got it at Whole Foods. They also have it at Publix. It's cashew milk with water. I, I'm sorry. It's cashews with water. That's it. Also makes cashew milk. And both our kids are drinking it. So, there's some, you know, it's very clean, which is what I like. And they're still getting that. That same feeling, Leah's still having her bottle with the cashew milk. Lucas still has it in the cup with his straw. So they're still getting the things they they were used to, which is what I really like. Um, So 
we eliminated the, the frozen pancakes. We started making him spelt pancakes and buckwheat crepes. And, you know, we made sure what he was eating was much cleaner, much healthier. We added a bunch of veggies. And I'm so proud of him because he, he's eating vegetables. And he might resist a little, but he's gotten so much better that I can't even get mad anymore. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting mad at him for resisting whenever it's a new vegetable. But I'm, I'm, so, I'm such a proud mama. Okay, so <clears throat> we went basic, eliminated dairy completely. And once his eczema cleared up, which I'm so happy to say, just recently, maybe two days ago, we saw a huge change in his eczema. <clears throat> and I'm about to explain one more thing. But first, I just want to say how once it cleared up, we started to add different, try different things to see it, what was hurting him. So, I my son loves kefir. Loves. Strawberry kefir is his, is his jam. So... At Whole Foods, I found, I was just scanning all of the, the yogurts and the kefirs, and I found a cashew milk yogurt. I was like, oh, awesome. So this yogurt does have a few other ingredients that I'm not crazy about, but it's a start because it's, it's dairy-free. Right? So it, the cashew milk yogurt is the first thing that we tried. We gave it to him. We kept an eye on his allergies, and for the next few days, we saw he had no reaction. So, cashew milk, check. Um, next, we tried to um, we tried apples. My son loved apples, but apples are high in salicylates, and those are very um, eczema sufferers usually have a reaction to foods that have salicylates in them. So. We eliminated the apples in the beginning as well. We went, like I said, very basic. <laughs> Pretty much just eating uh, specific vegetables. And then the fruit was banana, pear, and papaya. Those are the only fruits we were eating. And then the vegetables were like carrots, celery, green beans, Brussels sprouts. Um, no peppers, no onions, no broccoli, no asparagus. Right, so we were we we were really sticking to a strict diet for the first few weeks. That was probably the hardest part. Um, so I am proud to report that he's had apples for the last two three days with no reaction. Not his eczema has not flared up one bit. It's like ninety five percent gone, guys. I've never felt his skin so smooth, and to see his little elbows and behind his knees smooth then not red and not it doesn't have scratch marks because he's not itchy anymore i feel such a level of relief i know i'm wearing gloves right now i know it's hard for me to hold the pencil but what we're doing is working for my son and i will take that any day of the week so i'm really excited we have like a, a list of things that we're gonna start trying slowly but surely next is watermelon he loved watermelon too and that's kind of like next on the list to to see if it, it hurts his skin and we're also going to make sure we keep a balance we can't just start eating all of these things we're adding we need to make sure we have a balance between the acidic foods and the alkaline foods remember i've mentioned this in the past episodes so most fruits are acidic 
And we need to make sure we have an, uh, a balance between acid, uh, acidic foods and alkaline foods. So the veggies intake still needs to, to be high up and um, the more of the fruits need to be, we need to eat less of them. So with this, um, I, there, there, I'm sorry, guys, there are three steps, right, to figuring out what foods cause you flare-ups. And then I'm going to go over the worst mistake that you could make. So, as I mentioned with my son, the first step is to go basic. Guys, follow the eczema diet. The eczema diet book by Karen Fisher deeply goes into what foods to eat, what foods not to eat. There's like a stage one foods and stage two foods. Stage one is when you still have eczema flare-ups, your eczema, you can't figure it out. Eat these foods. Once your eczema starts to clear up, eat these foods or start to introduce these foods. So those, um, that, that's what we did. That's what I explained to you that we went very basic, limited dairy and started adding things in. That's exactly what we did. So that's step one. Okay. Step two is to continue to eliminate things that are hurting you. I know, you might be thinking, she just mentioned to go basic. Like, what else can I eliminate? Even though you go basic, it doesn't mean that you're not going to find things that still hurt you. So, for example, the other day I made a pesto pasta. And this pesto pasta was um, parsley. I made a pesto. So the pesto had parsley, it had cashews, it had garlic, it had oil, water, and salt. Very basic, right? And then the pasta was... Uh, a pasta I got a Whole Foods. I was super excited about it. It's just chickpea flour. That's it. Chickpea flour pasta. No added ingredients. Nothing. Just chickpea flour. All right. So I made this awesome food. I was super excited. The pesto came out delicious. All you got to do is put it in a blender. I got it from the blender. Mixed it in with the pasta and the chicken. I served everyone. We sat at the table. And, and we're eating the food. And as we're eating, I noticed... I'm I'm kind of rubbing my lips and I'm like kind of itchy. And I look at my son, he's doing the same exact thing. I'm like, "Hey, what uh what's going on here?" All right? So, I noticed that something was still bothering us. I was like, "Okay, I followed the the recipes completely, yet we're still having an issue." So, I knew there was something inside of this meal that was hurting us. So, I became a little scientist. And I, I looked into the ingredients. And the only ingredient that I felt like might be hurting us, well, there were two, was either the chickpea pasta that we had never tried or garlic. I've always had a little hunch that garlic might be hurting us. So I did a little experiment. <clears throat> we started to... Uh, we made a chicken... That was a garlic chicken. And I wanted to see if we had a reaction to it. So sure enough, I made the garlic chicken. It was a whole chicken. It tasted delicious. But Lucas and I were getting very itchy on our face. So I was like, okay. It wasn't the, it wasn't the pasta. It was the garlic. Because that's the common denominator between the chicken and the pasta. Um, so I learned that garlic, even though it's, it's a quote-unquote safe eczema food, it, it was giving us a reaction. So garlic is out for the count. 
Another one that I found out um, that was eczema safe but still causing us allergies was Brussels sprouts. I learned this by one day I just I was grabbing them to chop them and my hands got on fire. They were super itchy. And I, but I didn't count it out because I was like, maybe when I eat it, it's not the same. Or maybe for Lucas, it's not going to hurt him. Wrong. If it hurt my hands, I should have known it was going to kind of hurt once I ate it. But I made the Brussels sprouts with like a green beans. And sure enough, when Lucas and I ate it, we were both rubbing and getting itchy. So if, you, if you're on the eczema diet, and you've eliminated things, and you see that you're still getting reactions, there's still something in there. Keep dis- dissecting what you're eating, and and just be aware of what your reaction is. And keep that diet journal so that you can really hone down on what it is you're eating and what's causing you an allergic reaction. All right, so... Um, just uh, recap, step one, go basic, follow the eczema diet. Step two, continue to eliminate things that are hurting your eczema. And step three is to wait three days before introducing something new. So why do we wait? have to wait three days? This might sound annoying. Okay, I tried it one day, I got a reaction, let me just keep going. The problem with that is you don't give your body enough time to show a reaction. Sometimes your body doesn't give you a reaction right away. It might be the next day or it might be the next time you eat it. So you, those three days, it's like a grace period. You have a little wiggle room to see if it's really hurting you or if it's not. And make sure that when you're introducing something new, and this is the worst mistake people make, make sure not to try too many foods at once. So what that means is if you... If you've never tried watermelon or bananas or pineapple, don't try them on one day to see if you have a reaction. Because you're not going to know which one hurt you. If you eat those three in one day and at the end of the day you see your eczema is worse, you're going to wonder, was it the pineapple? Was it the banana? Or was it the other fruit that I mentioned? (laughs) Right? So... The worst mistake people can make is to not try one food at a time and give it three days. That's what you need to do. All right, so uh, once again, with my chickpea pasta, I, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't the chickpea pasta itself. Um, so I waited three days before I tried um, this recipe again. But this time, I did the, the pesto with no garlic. Right, I I had tried it with garlic. I knew that was causing a reaction, so I tried the pesto with no garlic, and Lucas and I did not have a reaction. And with the 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 pasta as well, we had no reaction. So this was a way for me to to see what was hurting us. I gave us enough time to heal from whatever was hurting us before. I reintroduced it, and I saw that I we didn't get a reaction. So now I know, no garlic. For us and the pasta and the pesto were still good. So guys, that's that's how to figure out what foods are causing you flare-ups without making the most common mistake. So go basic with your with your diet. Eliminate things that are still hurting you after you've gone basic because there still might be things hidden in there. Wait three days before introducing something new and don't make the most common mistake. 
which is to try too many foods at once, not giving enough time to see a reaction. So guys, that is it. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Make sure you're aware of your body's reactions. Listen to your body. And let's not forget to take action on a daily basis. All right, guys. I love you guys. Thank you for being with me today. And I will see you on tomorrow's podcast.